week's episode is sponsored by Victoria Womack's Pet Care Services. Victoria Womack's Pet Care Services is a professional mobile pet care business that offers pet grooming, sitting, walking, training, and licensed veterinarian prescribed medication administration services. This is a fast-growing business and is currently on the rise. Ask about their multi-pet discount when you get three or more pets serviced at the same time. Ask about their training bundle packages. And they are currently running a shave-down special to help get your pet's fur and skin back on the right track just in time for summer. Come book your appointment today. They look forward to seeing you and your fur baby soon. Call or text 205-382-3257 to book your appointment today. Thank you so much for listening and please enjoy today's show. Welcome to another episode of Healing Talk with your host, Drea Boykins. And joining me today, I have Miss Jonica Perry, a social worker here in Birmingham with a passion for saving families. How are you doing today, Miss Jonica? I'm doing well, and you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we're going to hop right into it. Let the listeners know who you are and tell us about your story. Okay, well, um... As you introduced me, my name is Jonica. On Facebook, I'm known as Yane Perry. And I guess we'll just start off. I, I'm going to just say a disclaimer first. Like, I'm not really trying to get on here to bash anybody. But I'm just speaking on my journey, my turning point, and then how things, you know, are going for me now. Speak your truth. Thank you. Thank you. So, like you said, we're just going to hop right on in. I was in a relationship for five years. Within that five years, I remember my mom used to always say, you know, you've been in a relationship for five years, you multiply that times, you know, 365, or, you, you know, you add it up to see how long you've been in this relationship and what changes have came about it. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll just start off with that. In the beginning, I want to say, with my, at that time, partner, I was probably dating them for roughly almost a year or into a year. They were always unstable. And I remember I was at work at UAB, and I fell down the steps. I had a handful of stuff to take home to me and him, my folks, because he was all he was always at our house. Mm-hmm. And I fell down the steps, and I didn't know that I had broke my foot. But not only did I broke my foot, I broke it all the way up to the ligament. So I ended up going through surgery. I was in a boot for months at a time. That was one of the kind of one of the hardest times because I had to like I was still in school doing my undergrad for a social work at UAB so I had to ride around in a scooter I had a handicap decal it was just a whole night mm-hmm. I remember one day um I was doing my pre-internship at United Way and we were going back and forth back and forth I can't remember exactly what it was but he has always been disrespectful and the saying is true, you got to pay attention to how a man treats his mother, mm-hmm. his sister, people around him. And he would say stuff like, you sound like one of those DHR hoes. Or you sound like, you know what I'm saying, this and that. And that. 
you need to get your nigga with a suit and tie. You need Whoa. to get this. You need to get that. Like, this is stuff I heard yeah. consistently the throughout the relationships. Yeah, but guess what? I ignore the word. You the blinders on. <laughs> right. So, the first physical altercation happened. I was in my boot still. And I pulled up to this residence that he was staying in. He called this guy his uncle. I pulled up and I'm like, you know, what's the issue? You know how we run up behind people. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what's the issue? Why are you coming at me like that? We were just having a simple conversation. Why are you doing me like this? And he was disrespecting me in front of his friends. Now, pause. Let me just say, I haven't always been the perfect mate. But every time I reacted, it was simply all what was given to me. Mm-hmm. I was really reciprocating the energies at this yeah. time and didn't know it. And so, I remember he just started disrespecting me and it was so bad to the point I hauled off and slept him. Mm. And when I slept him, he just kept disrespecting me. I did it again. I'm in a boot. And I'm not saying that it's okay for him to put his hands on me or it was okay for me to do that. Put my hands on him. But he pushed me. I was mm-hmm. on the ground in the boot. My leg was aching from that point. Now, I had been in the boot for almost a year, like six to seven months, maybe roughly eight, maybe, maybe eight. I don't know. But I was in a boot for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I remember we got into another altercation after that. My mom, at that point, the first incident, she was like, a man shouldn't put his hands on you. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't put your hands on him. I don't like this. So, we say separated for a while, and then we got into another altercation. Mm-hmm. His mom was out of town. I'm laying in the bed. He went through my phone, and I think he seen, like, old messages that were before him. Mm-hmm. The necklace his mom bought me for a birthday gift, he snatched it off my neck. So, of course, what you think finna happen? Y'all gonna fight. We gonna tussle. And so, we're tussling. He has my phone, and I always would think the same. It was always in the back of my mind. If a man is constantly accusing you of doing something, then, then what is he doing? Something. So, I was like, okay, we broke up again. I had told him, and I said, I'm going to call the police on you. I don't have time for this. I started going through stuff with my eyes at this point. And... God telling you, look. Right. Mm-hmm. I really, but I went through my... I feel like I went through stuff with my eyes just for overall, just kind of just to get me at a point to learn to trust God, to pray, to get heavy in my religion, get heavy in my spirituality, you know, just kind of get grounded. Mm -hmm. So don't get me wrong. He was supportive when I went through things, but he would do stuff like, you know, it could be a simple disagreement. And it's, I'm not coming to an eye surgery. I'm not going to be there. And, of course, I'm hurt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm begging you to be here for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, we would I think that's it. like a form of gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Girl, I had a form of gaslighting, a form of bribery. I had a form of manipulation. manipulation. That's right. I mean, I did not look at myself the same. Mm-hmm. You know, um. I would be disrespected in front of people. Um, He would try to just... It wasn't a partnership. It wasn't teamwork. It was, I'm right, you wrong. But at the same time, you had a problem with gambling. You had a problem with drinking. You know, we couldn't save money. You couldn't keep a job. And I'm like, here I am. I'm in school. You know, I done had a broke foot. 
And I tore my ligaments up to my calf muscles. I'm regaining my strength from that. But we're constantly arguing about something. Mm-hmm. If I didn't want to go somewhere, if I felt funny about doing something, it was a problem. Um, I graduated. So let's fast forward a little bit. Things went well. Mm-hmm. So we're maybe in like 2017 going into 2018. Um, no, we're in 2018. Okay. 2018, I'm getting ready to do my graduation pictures. And our relationship is kind of rocky. I'm trying to get my parents, you know, to say, hey, his mom kicked him out. Can he stay here? Mm-hmm. Or can he come here a little bit more, you know? Because my parents love me so much. They were at the point where they were like, Anything to make my child happy. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, I really, I felt like I was in love before him. But the way I felt for this particular guy, it was like, why can't I let this go? Yeah. It was yeah. one of them karmic relationships. Ooh, baby. And we both were our queries. Mm. So it was like, I really seen a different type of queries in him. You know, like I was the go-getter. And then he was the one that was kind of stagnation or when doing what he needed to do. I was always trying to push him. You know, I had a, I felt like I had a good relationship with his mom. Um, his mom and my mom had a good relationship at one point. I'm thinking, okay, who are we got? You know what I'm saying? If you got both of the parents liking each other, then everything will, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Everything will fall in place. But then people come and tell my parents stuff that she said about me. Stuff that she said about my mother. And then in the middle of arguments between me and that this guy, it will turn into the point, well, you act just like your mama. What does that mean? But how you even know how my mama be acting? Because. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> but it, it, it would get to the point you would say stuff like that and I couldn't say it to my parents. Mm-hmm. So... Let's get to 2018. Um, I'm getting ready to do my graduation pictures. And when I tell you the arguments used to be so petty, they were. His mom would say that. His friends would say that. You know, you think your homeboys laughing with you, but they were laughing at you. So, so it's like you got somebody that's literally getting ready to graduate from college. Oh, and you can't celebrate. With the whole life ahead of them, and yes. you rather argue about petty things. If I was still friends on social media with him, I can pull up messages where he would tell me, you know, I'm not coming to your graduation. This was in October of 2018. I graduated in December 2020. I'm not coming to your graduation. I'm not going to be in these graduation pictures. It was because... I told him possibly, it could be something as simple as, hey, you need to be careful drinking and driving, or you need to slow down on, you know, how you do things. And he was like, oh, you're trying to control me, and this and that. No, I love you, and mm-hmm. I don't want nothing to happen to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just not no girlfriend that's just going to sit here. I came from a family where I had a two-parent household my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I watched my mama... You know, fuss at my daddy, but it wasn't in a, I'm a dog him out. Yeah. But it's, I care about you, and we're one in this household. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to do things to help each other. Mm-hmm. It was never that. It was always, Jonica, Jonica got it. Jonica can do it. I'm not going to do nothing but the bare minimum. Because yeah. I got the girl. You know, he was very cocky. Like, 
I have her, you know, that's that. So we would get into it right before my graduation. I mean, you couldn't help me pay for nothing. I paid for my cap and gown, my pictures. I paid for everything out of pocket, even shirts. Mm. And I had, if you go back and just look on my page, you'll see I had all my family in my pictures because I wasn't just graduating for me. I was graduating for everybody because I went through eye surgeries, not just one, but multiple. At this time, I was maybe at surgery number six. What was wrong with your eyes? So, I'm diagnosed with a progressive eye disease called keratoconus. Um, I've had two intact surgeries on both my right and left eye. And it's where they put these little things that look like contact lenses in your eye to help the cornea of your eye kind of stay flat. Mm-hmm. Because with the eye disease I have, your cornea will budge outward. Mm. So I had two of those. I had a Bowman layer transplant in my. Now all this is while I'm in school. Mm-hmm. I had a Bowman layer transplant in my in my right eye because my right eye was progressing faster than my left eye to the point that if I put my hand over my left eye, look at my right eye, everything was blurry. Mm -hmm. So my left eye was fighting for my right eye. Now Mm -hmm. this is stuff he already knows. And keep in mind, I never did anything for a pity party. I started, during this time, I started a support group called I Conquer. I'm not active in that anymore. But you know, when you go through things in life, some stuff that you were set out to do you don't do because you either went through so much trauma that it would you went through so much trauma that it kind of put what you had your plans and visions off to the side mm-hmm. you know and then I had that support group it went really well I did an interview with my um eye doctor that's on YouTube um just talking about my process and how it affected me in school but I'm blessed and I'm protected. I mean, when I say everybody prayed for me, my ancestors were really having my back because I graduated with a 4.0. Oh, yeah. You know what Black I'm saying? Girl, magic. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, hey, I really, I really got down in school, but outside of me getting down in school, I was depressed mm-hmm. and I was going through stuff in my relationship. I really wanted him to love me correctly. I tried to see my father in him so many times. You know, I would talk to his mom some days and she would just say, you know, you can't say this and that to him. And you can't say that. First of all, if we won, if I'm feeling the way, I should be able yeah, to come to him and say something it is to him. Hell, he older than me. Yeah. So why I can't say what my problem is without it being a fight? Mm-hmm. Okay, so after I graduated, we were fine. Um, I finally got accepted. To get in the social work job. Mm-hmm. Because I knew I wanted to leave UAB. Um, I just wasn't as happy there. Not knowing that. You know I wasn't paying attention to my life. Outside of work and school. I was really trying to put. the You know the problems that I had. I was trying to put it in every other compartment. Versus just looking at. You know yeah, face, face to head face. On. Yeah. And so I got a self today. You know get my social work job. And um, I got my social work job. We wasn't, we were into it. Mm-hmm. I got hired on, so I'm making more money. I couldn't celebrate with him. 
I had got to a point we the second incident I guess I'll go back because I'm getting too far ahead but the second incident that was pretty bad was when he left me stranded at the classic seriously yes ma'am I was so embarrassed because the reason he left me stranded is because he wanted to go somewhere with his homeboy or guy friend that he was working with but because my ex decided to stop by and speak to my parents. Now, I know people may be saying, okay, her ex, this wasn't a typical ex. Like, I still checked on his mom because she was sick. You know, we still had a decent relationship. And my partner at that time knew about my ex. He would I mean, be around. it's the classic. Like, classic is like family reunion for Birmingham. Baby, everybody named mom out there. Yeah, okay. and that's how long you going to bump into him. Right, so he actually went with me to meet this ex before. He's seen me be on the phone with him. It was nothing new. Mm-hmm. So for him to react the way he did was a shocker. You know, my parents didn't know that it was nothing new. Or maybe they did know that it was nothing new that my ex didn't know about. You know, that they my ex-boyfriend at the time didn't know about my other ex. Mm-hmm. But I knew what my, at yeah. that time, partner knew. So, it got to a point where he was, he was like, you gonna have to find your ride home because I'm finna go. That's what I remember him. Mm-hmm. And I remember, and this was, that's. Where it come in where he was telling me he wasn't going to attend my graduation. And he wasn't going to do this and that. That's where that came in. That's still 2018. So I remember my mom was like, you know, you need to let this go. Yeah. This is the second incident that's happening. But you guys always have petty arguments where he will. One minute he, I love you, I love you. But you don't do something he wants you to do. Or you don't agree with something, then he breaks up with you, and now you sitting around here sad and depressed. You my child. Mm-hmm. That's why I always say, I love you. You're mine. Yeah. So and you know the mamas, they know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mamas. I don't play by man. Right. My mama lay down do the time by man. That's and that's my mom. Period. Yolanda, y'all. That's my mama. So she was like, you need to let this go. So I was like, you know, okay, or whatever. You know, I'm like, I don't want to hear that. This is who I want to be with. Mm-hmm. So, back to the beginning of the story. When I got my job, I got my job. I couldn't really celebrate it with him. You know, um, I put blood. I wouldn't say blood, but I put a lot of sweat and tears into getting where I'm at now. I did. While I was in school, I would work. Get off. I would go in at 7. Get off at 3. Once I got off at 3... I turned around and did my internship. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I didn't get off until 2 o'clock in the morning. I did that Monday through Friday. Mm. But I had no support from him. Yeah. And it's my partner. Yeah, my parents supported me, but I'm dog tired. Then trying to get back up every single day. Mm-hmm. So, but I wanted to make a really good impression because I was trying to get the job one bit now. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to make a really good impression or whatever. And long story short, um, hey baby. Long story short, I um Okay, so you know, 
Back to the part where I was left that classy. You know, that was really embarrassing for me. You know, my mama had to come back and get me. And she was like, you know, you need to let this go. And I was like, Mom, you know, I'm going to let it go. You know, we be done for a week. We be done for two weeks. Sometimes even a month. Um, My ex, my mom ended up eating my, me my ex as she was bringing me back home. Because we stayed all the way in Pinson, like close to Argo. So mm-hmm. we out there. And my ex brought me home and he was like, you know, you've always been a good girl and you don't deserve this, this, and third. So I'm like, damn, I'm embarrassed. Like, you know all this stuff about me now. I'm mm-hmm. so embarrassed. But he told me, he was like, I always love you. And when he said, I always love you, I said, I love you too. But that, some of that part was in text messages too. Mm-hmm. So, of course, my old partner goes through my phone it's right easy. after I graduate. Mm-hmm. It was hell because I'm like, I'm trying to explain myself that I'm not cheating, which I wasn't. And you see this in my phone. I'm like, well, if you would have never left me stranded, no, you, it wouldn't be no room for this. Mm-hmm. So we we moved forward from that. We in, what, 2019 now? And my mom was in school getting her master's. And I remember he lost his job yet again. And anytime he lose his job, go through anything with his mom, I was always the punching bag. Mm-hmm. I could say, hey, I want you to just try to find another job for you. I want you to, you know, just take this moment and breathe. It's okay. Like, I'm really encouraging him when I really need encouragement myself because if he ain't got no money, you got to think about it. Who fitting to be? Mm-hmm. Everything fall on you. Girl, I used to hide my card up on the table and give it to him because I didn't want my parents to know that I was paying for something. And it, my parents are not like that. Where they like, oh, well, you, you can't pay for him. But why should you pay for somebody and they're going to keep doing the same thing yeah. over and over and over? And they you not don't want them you. to see you paying his way when you know they also see him not treating you good. Right. It was so many times. Where I had to ask my parents to deal with him. It was so many times where he had to apologize to my parents. I remember I was getting ready to go through an eye surgery. And he got me this promise ring for graduation. And I remember somebody was like, oh, did he propose? And I wanted him to propose because I wanted to be married to him. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, it's just a promise ring. His mom leaned over to me and said, you know you just shut down his his proposal. And I was like, how the hell I did that when this man told me this a promise ring? Yeah. He proposed. He said, here. That's how I get here. Oh, no, that ain't no proposal. Okay. Okay. So, I kind of was just looking at things sideways. You know, I kind of started feeling like the eyeball out because at this point, his mom and my mom was not getting along. Um, Every time I would call her to vent, to try to keep my parents out of it, but vent to his mom, Mm -hmm. she would, and that was a mistake, I know, Haley. She would... Always be on his side. Not even just that. She would be on my side, but then call him and say, Mm. you know. (laughs) She would call him and say, you know, I'm getting tired of y'all. She would tell her homegirls that she was tired of me and him. And it would get get back to my mother. Mm -hmm. And if anybody. And it's like, I might as well just call my mama and tell my mama what was going on. And see, my mama is a bull. Mm -hmm. And she bullheaded. So you come, you come for her. She coming right on day. She oh, gonna yeah. come with the look. She gonna come with the word. She she coming. Mm-hmm. I just don't bother her at all. <laughs> but 
you know, I remember one particular time where she made a comment and she was like, yeah, my mom and dad name is Yogi John. Now, that's who I can't, who name I can say. Yeah, Yogi just let Jonica and my son just lay up and I'm not allowing it. Well, you did. Because you lied one time and told my mom that I was spending out of your house and me and you was in the same room together. But when the actuality, you got us a room. Or mm. he paid for the room for us to stay. Mm. So, I mean, if we're going to put stuff out there, let's put it out there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, it was really, I started hearing about how his mom would say I was dramafied. You know, me and him was always in arguments. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to start seeing my distance. Mm-hmm. Now, we're still in 2019. And I'm starting to learn more stuff. But, of course, I have blinders on. My mama graduated in December 2019 with her master's. Kudos to her. Shout out to her. Words. And she graduated with her master's. He went with me. Mind you, he didn't have a job. Mm -hmm. The whole time I was on the road, he nagged and complained about how fast I was driving, how slow I was driving, where we went and got something to eat it. I just, I couldn't really enjoy that moment for my mom. And I regret that. Because now I'm in school to get my master's. And my mama did every step of the way for me to get inducted into the honor society. I mean, she's right there. Mm-hmm. And so, when we came back from the graduation, things went downhill for me and him. We went out to eat to celebrate his grandmother's birthday. And I don't know what I did to him, but the argument was, our arguments was getting worse. And so, he told me, oh, I posted a picture on social media. Now, I was looking good. I was feeling good. And he would go through my likes mm-hmm. and see who liked my stuff and who coming. And he was like, oh, this show ex, this somebody's house. You need to delete them. You need to do this. You need to do that. I've never been empty female. Now, being nosy, yeah. But going through telling my partner who they need to delete and who they don't need to delete, I didn't do that. Because mm-hmm. you got him that trust. Right, but yeah. you done gave me signs. Mm-hmm. Well, your mama friend and called my mama. This all in the same time frame. Yeah. Keep in mind. Well, this going into 2020. We, after I posted a picture, I called him just like it was regular. He said, you know, you got all these folks liking your stuff. You ain't delete these people. I tell you, delete these people. And dogged me out. When I say he dogged me, I mean dogged me. I'm at work. Now, mind your social work. Mm-hmm. So, I got to keep on a game face in between me seeing clients. Yeah. He dialed me out and he was like, fuck it. I don't want to beat you no more. So, I'm with you at this point. It's, what, three years? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the hell just happened? I, just, I, th- I always thought I would graduate and walk across the stage with a ring on my finger. Mm-hmm. I was pitching it because I'm like, I'm making a foundation. I'm going to school. I'm putting in the work. This is my foundation. This is what I want. And it didn't happen that way. So, of course, I'm a little sad because of that. Because you know how I feel. Every time I would bring up marriage, he was like, why are you getting your feelings and you want to talk about marriage? I know I want to marry you, but I'm just not ready yet. I should have knew then. You don't want to marry me? Yeah. Because they say people people know. They then that first one to two years, you going to know if that person hey, is your person. Take a year. You Most know what I'm saying? They yeah, really don't. I, I know I knew day one. I just wasn't trying to rush it. Right, right, right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, it was... We broke up. 
And that time when we broke up, I was so hurt. And I was like, I'm going to stand firm on this breakup. We broke up from December 2019 up until April or May 2020. Mm-hmm. Now, if people paying attention to this story, they're going to have to keep up. Because this is when I met my now fiance. Well, mm-hmm. I've been knowing him, but this is when he comes into play. Mm-hmm. Um, I so, can't, I can't even picture. yeah, you start in the picture then. So at this point, you know, when I broke up with him, I can't lie. I was having a ball. I was working out. I was getting myself together. And I just was happy. I was meeting other people. So my now fiance, at that time, I went and met him. And his sister and his family at Top Golf. Now these are in between the months of December and December 2019 going to 2020. So I think it was either before the pandemic or right after the pandemic. Like no, not right after. I'm sorry, but before the pandemic actually hit and we were shut down. Yeah, right. I moved into an apartment with my cousin, and things were going upward. Mm-hmm. I was still, even though I was single of course you know what we do we go back and forth we still be with that person we start having sex and it was i only hit you up because i want to do that mm-hmm. you know how that goes so of course feelings are still there now i'm talking to other people but this my man yeah. at the same time so um fast forward john told me i'll never forget at the parking lot you got terrible gentlemen Okay, I said John, my fiance. Girl, I put that out there. <laughs> um, John told me, he said, I would drop everything for you. And I'm in my head like, baby, I already did with a fool. That's one. We in a situation, because me and him just, we sleeping around, we not together. And you telling me you're going to drop everything for me. I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. But I exchanged numbers with him because I'm like, I'm free. I'm single, so I can do what I want to do. In May 2020, I let John take me on a date, and I enjoyed it. It was like we were in this mixed bar, mm-hmm. but it was mainly Caucasians there, and we talked the whole time. We talk- I mean, I didn't see anybody around those bubbles. Yeah. I was like, okay. Y'all was in y'all little bubbles. Baby. I, I knew then, I was like, I like him. But, of course, my ex was still in the back burner. So, with him being in the back burner, it got to a point where I dropped John to talk back to my ex. Mm-hmm. So, I'm in an apartment with my cousin. We having a good time. And me and my ex decided to go ahead and make it official. And it was like everything started happening in a certain time frame. I'm thinking now I gave, I have been broke up from this man for a while. So he know I could be without him. I know I could be without him myself. So I'm thinking everything would be good. In the apartment with my cousin, it was pure hell. She, Cause you let that negativity, but not even that. She was a problem too. Ooh, so Girl, you just surrounded by, yes, just surrounded it was back. like I was, and then my mind was focused on I wanted to go back to school, but I just wasn't in that place. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in that place. And have I been? If I would have started school right then and there, I'd probably be done now. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go back to school, but I just. My focus wasn't there. I wasn't there. I was at, you know, a different, just in a different space. Mm-hmm. 
at this time I'm thinking my relationship between me and my ex goes good. But as me and him started to get back together, get back to that page that we were on in the beginning, stuff with my cousin started going bad. Like mm-hmm. she was late on the rent, they had a note on the door said we ain't paid within the seven days, they was gonna start the eviction process. I'm like, listen, I was only gonna be in this apartment for a year and I was going to try to find me a house because I've been thinking about my foundation since before I graduated college. Mm-hmm. And long story short, me and my cousin, it was me in an apartment. It was me, my cousin, her so-called fiance, and his child on one room in a two-bedroom apartment. And it was me and my ex. I would buy food. They would eat food. I'm struggling financially. At this time, my ex has another job, so he's helping out. And I'm thinking, okay, well, if she going to leave this apartment, because we got to a point where we couldn't stay together. Mm-hmm. If she's going to leave this apartment, it'll benefit us. Me and him always wanted to have an apartment together, but I'm thinking about it now. Like, I provided the foundation. Mm-hmm. I provided a lot in this household, and you ain't provided shit. Yeah. You just a man coming with nothing. And even when I left the apartment, you all you had was your clothes and one TV. But I had everything. Yeah. So, at this point, I put John to the back burner. And I'm back with my ex and we're living life. In July 2020 is when he actually fully moved in the apartment and we like doing everything together. In September 2020. This man car got repo. So he wasn't Girl, doing what he I thought. Yeah. Because where your money going. Yeah. And we paying these we splitting everything fifty fifty where your money going. I'm pick I'm now picking up the slack and I I'm worried because I'm like, this rent is expensive. I really don't wanna go back home. How am I gonna manage this though? Mm-hmm. When his car got repo, girl, he packed his bags. I ain't seen your homeboy since we've been staying in the apartment together. And they come pick you up. I'm at home by myself all night. So, I remember just throughout our relationship before we moved together, I was like, you're not going to be staying out all night going to some shy house, coming in drunk. You always fighting with other people. You're never the problem. They are the problem. Mm -hmm. At some point, if everybody's having this same issue, it's you. And... I was like, you're not going to, you know, you get in a place to get with your mate. You set out rules of what you want, how you want your household to be ran. I'm like, I'm going to be firm. I don't want you coming in at 5 o'clock. Girl, it was 5 o'clock in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning, or the next damn day. Completely. Like, fuck what you said. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm going to do what I want to do. Right. So, his homeboy came picked him up because we are going back and forth. I packed his bags, and I took his clothes to his mama's house. And she was like, don't bring his clothes here because... Y'all stay together. You know, just kind of like, you got to play stay. My son got to play stay. This is where he going to be at. Mm-hmm. And at one point, I felt like she was going to do whatever it takes to keep him with me. In just so apartment. he didn't have to come back. It wasn't fair. Because. And that should have been another red, red flag, flag. But you know what? the one that birthed you don't want you there. Baby. Yeah. And like you said, you got to pay attention to that relationship. They go back and forth a lot. Mm-hmm. One minute is, you know, she talked a lot of negativity over her son. I got a, I got a box of rocks in the basement. My mama never called me a box of rocks. Even when I didn't feel like I was smart, my mama always encouraged me like, hey, you are smart. You you know what I'm saying? You you can do it. You can accomplish. My mama really don't allow it's 
easy for me to hold my tears in because my mama really don't allow that crying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that may be considered as a toxic trait to some people, but my I didn't have time to sit and ask for pity. Yeah. I had to get up, come up with a plan, and move. Mm-hmm. You know, it was times where I maxed out my credit cards in the apartment because I would call and say, hey, I need the bill is due. And I need you to pay your half of the bill. I ain't got it. Okay, so I don't have it either. How we gonna get? How the lights gonna stay on? Mm-hmm. You know, we ain't paying water. Cable bill was nothing but a hundred dollars. You can't give me fifty. He had no intentions. I was paying a furniture bill. My rent was that time was eleven hundred dollars. I'm paying a furniture bill, car note, car insurance, and I'm paying all that out of my own pocket. You laying on my furniture, but you never helped pay a bill. Mm-hmm. You never gave me any payments. You lied to my dad and your stepdad and say, I'm going to help her pay this. Because at this point, it's time to get ready to renew the lease. Yeah. My dad would say, hey, you know, son. You know, my dad is trying to deal with him. Like, if you're going to be with my, da- my daughter, this is what, you know what I'm saying? The, at least the bare minimum. Right. Like. This, is what we, this is what we need. And so, my dad would talk to him. And try to have a conversation. Girl, he'll come home and go the hell off on me. What the fuck you told your daddy? Because why he say this and that to me? And I'm like, oh my God. I got to the point I was getting mad at my parents. Because I'm like, why y'all saying something to him? This man come home to me. Mm-hmm. I have, I'm stressed out at work. Case low, sky high. We in the middle of a pandemic at this point. Everything shut down. And you mean to tell me my daddy had one conversation with you about just being a man and what we should look forward to, how we should cling to each other. And you you come home and pretty much cuss me out. Yeah. Yeah. And then let me ask you this. Um as all of this is going on, how were you able to still show up for your job being that that's the type of families that you work with? Ooh. My work started to decline. And I'm still at the point now. We in 2022. I'm still trying to rebuild and get myself back organized to manage my cases. How I did in the beginning, because mm-hmm. when I came into that job, baby, I had everything color coordinated. I was re- very. I would respond back to people like that. Mm-hmm. Quick, they was like, "Oh my God, I got good, I got good social work." She responded back to everything. But when you going through stuff at home, girl, I would sit in the office some days and just. Close my eyes. And then, mind you, we worked from home for over a year. Mm-hmm. Some days I log in. Mine is so bombarded. I log back out. Not answer calls. Drag on closing cases. It was a lot for me, but nobody knew. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm on the phone with my friends. My best friend, Jasmine, was like, you, don't, you, you can't see the forest for the trees, Jonica. I can't keep giving you advice. And I'm like, listen. I ain't ready to, I wasn't ready to leave. Yeah. New Year's. Okay, so in December 2020, I picked up a part-time job. He had one job. Why am I working part-time? Mm-hmm. The man is the provider, right? Yeah. I'm working part-time. My car broke down on me in the middle of going to get a COVID test. And I remember I had COVID in July 2020. Mm-hmm. 
and I had to call my play cousin at that time and my friend Janae and I said can y'all bring me something to eat now my ex he gone I got COVID mm -hmm. and he couldn't cook he couldn't do nothing I was like can y'all bring me something to eat I remember my cousin coming in and he was like why the hell we brought you something to eat and you got a whole dude I waste money off DoorDash because anybody who had COVID you have those little breakthroughs where you gain your smell and taste mm -hmm. and I would crave certain food so I would order it but then that breakthrough on the last 15 minutes it take them 40 minutes to bring your food you don't waste money mm -hmm. and DoorDash is way less expensive than actually going to the store yourself Yeah. or going, going yourself so I'm like okay well you know Damn, I don't, I don't waste a lot of money. So, of course, I'm in a financial bind mm -hmm. again. But he's nowhere to help me. Yeah, he gone. Every time I turn around, it was, I go to my homeboy's house. I say, can you be at home by at least 3? It's 5 o'clock in the morning. And a part of me was like, I ain't no way in here you at your homeboy's house three, four days out of the week till 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, because somebody that ain't right if you is. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um... I started working at Old Charlie's part-time in Alabaster. And it was kind of, it became a little bit of therapeutic because I gained a relationship with my mama friend James at that time. And I would come in, I would just tell him stuff I went through. And I would talk to this guy, Malik, who was James' roommate. And he would say, you know, Jonica, you could be treated so much better. And he liked me. Mm -hmm. Well, I was like, I'm going to hold my relationship down. Like, I really was faithful here, you know, and I'm being treated like shit. So, I was holding my relationship down. So, let me ask you this. With everything that was going on over the years, what made you hold on so tight? Because I think that there's something that the listeners need, need to hear. Potential. Potential was the first one that I held on to. Um, I held on to the potential of him doing right. Because, mm -hmm. well, I mean, he'll do right for, like, two weeks. No and then lie. it's back to the same. It's back to the same. You know, the relationship I had with his mother off and on, even though it was rocky at some point, I had a decent relationship with her. So, when I would call her and get advice, one minute is, why you there? Leave. The next minute, y'all ain't gonna never leave each other. Y'all love each other. He love you. You know... Then it came to the point where he asked my daddy for my hand in marriage. So I'm like, okay, so I'm starting to see something. Mm -hmm. And I stayed. You know, I ignored a lot of red flags and caused a lot of damage on myself because I didn't want to also look like to other people another failed relationship. So it was, I stayed for the potential. I stayed because of the relationship I had with his mom. I had a good relationship with both of his kids. Mm -hmm. I have now developed, at this time, I had now developed a relationship with his baby mother who stays out of town. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to look like Jonica in another relationship that has failed. And I had been with him for, at this point, this four, year four. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, we've been together for a minute. You know, you don't get to this point just to let it go. I didn't really want to let go. And some of it was me. I felt like I could fix. I could handle things and I could I really could because you're trying to fix something in somebody that they want don't want to be fixed they want it, girl. a child a child like you're my age or older 
And it's a childlike mind frame. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you to clean up. I mean, imagine me working my social work job, leaving there. Excuse me. Going to Old Charlie's, working there. And I was picking up almost full time there. Mm-hmm. So I was never really at home. I would come home, you know, your kids would come over, your child would come in from out of town. I would, and Haley can attest to this because me and Haley was close in. I was trying to teach her, you know, to learn her alphabets and stuff because she was in kindergarten. I was putting her to bed and I was trying to manage my weight, like work out. I had no time for myself. It was really coming, be a slave in my own household, go to bed, mm-hmm. repeat. And barely even getting sleep. Girl, and I had just started school. Mm-hmm. So the only time I had to do my schoolwork, and people at Old Charles, if they listen to this, they'll attest to it. I would do my schoolwork at the hostess stand. That's the only time I had to do my schoolwork. I had no support as if, baby, you got this. You can keep going. Then I started letting my friend come over to do hair out of my apartment. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I got different energies in there, different mm-hmm. spirits. I'm struggling. Yeah. I'm struggling. I was that friend that I really, to some of my friends who would ask for advice, I probably didn't give the best advice during that time because I was just in a bad space. I remember we, I left Old Charlie's on New Year's Eve to go celebrate with him and a friend. Mm-hmm. I'm still in my work clothes. And... At this point, I have a pistol, and he was like, yeah, let's shoot your gun in the air. And I was like, no. Okay. Okay. No. It's getting crackhead. Okay. (laughs) So, I was like, no. And I remember, like, of course, I pulled it out to show, you know, because they was like, you know, let me see your gun. Because he telling everybody I had a gun. I was always told, you don't have to let nobody know what you got. No. What I'm showing a gun off of? We grown. And that's a weapon. Right. Right, so I heard him like, put that motherfucker down. This in front of people. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm so embarrassed. So I brought in the new year in the worst way. Because they say, they always say it's how you bring your new year mm-hmm. in. It's how the rest of your year going to be. So I brought a new year in with him belittling me in front of everybody. As if I didn't know how to hold a gun. When I had just been, went to the gun range, my daddy made sure I was stopped on bullets. He showed us how to load a gun, how to unload it. How to like it, how to do all these. So I'm like, I know how to handle my stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so I remember just talking to the girl that he called his cousin. We're still close to this day. And I was like, that was embarrassing. And she was like, I know, but you know, we know how he is when he's drinking. Like, at that point, I'm like, when are we gonna stop excusing this drinking? Yeah, because it's like everybody makes an excuse for this disrespectful belittling. Even now, they kiss his ass now. Yeah. So, which is another red flag, right? And at this point, you know, me and Haley would start doing little things, and it kind of helped me pull pull out of a dark space, because me and Haley would do like cousin gatherings. We did the Christmas party. 
you know, me and Hayley would just go out to eat, like, around her birthday, just do stuff together, and it helped. And I, I started getting closer to Hayley, and I would start telling her little bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. And if y'all hear her in the background right now, she would always say, messy, crackhead vibes, and I don't know. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, I never knew his mama a damn, and I wouldn't know her. She walked past me on the street. But I want to fight her because why is you in children miss? My mom always used to say, stay out of folks, business. And I just feel like if you didn't want to be in that stuff, why even listen to her? You need to tell her friend, okay, I don't want to be in it. Mm-hmm. But you going back and forth telling other people they business. Now you got her looking crazy in the street. What's your problem? Right. Are you jealous? Right. It was giving, I want my son to be my boyfriend. And I don't like this. Right. And I will find out information <laughs> like about who he had sex with previously. Uh, because his mom's like, you know, one time she introduced me. So she's married. Mm-hmm. The person that she's married to, my ex had sex with, I guess, two of the sisters or something like that. Yes, before they got married. He had sex with them. And she was like, Jonica, come here, let me introduce somebody. And she introduced me to one of the girls that he had sex with. So you got to think about it. I'm like, do I disrespect this lady? Or do I just walk on out with my pride? Because in my head, I'm like, I got the man. But I'm going through hell with this man. Yeah, and I mean, did you really have him? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. He, he belongs to the street. He did have himself. And my mom even knew about who he was having sex with. Mm-hmm. She's like, I heard my son got a big you-know-what. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is not something you say as a mother-in-law. You don't say this to what nobody. Mama, you don't say none of this. Nothing that he did before me because his past is his past. If he sh- if he chose to share, he chose to share. But one thing I wasn't going to do like he did was use it against me. Yeah. I've opened up to him and was honest and all that. You know, so we started... Throughout the year of 2021, we started to get physical. But at one point, my friends became my clutch. Even the ones I don't talk to now. Because I started getting out the house more. I started, I was like, this job at Old Charlie's in February, I let it go. Mm -hmm. Valentine's Day, I was like, it's becoming too much for me. I couldn't really get a Valentine's Day gift. He would throw something together. He didn't really know me because he didn't know I like to do stuff that comes from the heart. It ain't always about what you buy me. Yeah. It's about how you take me out and treat me. Or you can do a date at the house. You know, I couldn't really do. I would want to go out of town with him. We could. We had to always skip trips. And sometimes you and your mate just need that vacation. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get that. You know, um. Other couples around us was doing stuff. We couldn't do none of that. Because he either gambled all his money away. I would find tickets from the track. Like multiple tickets. Straight it up. They would either be up on the bed. On the on the, uh, dresser. They would be in the bed. And I'm like, you gambling this much? First of all, if you're going to be doing all that, throw the evidence away. Girl, I got in his car one time. And I seen nothing but like, you know how you go to the bank. And you withdraw money mm-hmm. and get a statement. I seen nothing but multiple statements of you withdrawing $100 at a time. And then mind you drinking. I would have Quavo at the house. And you taking shots of it like it's nothing. Like it's water. Yeah. Anything that I bought, 
you didn't replenish it in the household. You tell me you want steak, you got steak. You tell me you want chicken, you got chicken. You tell me you want this, you got it. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't even get him to go with me to the gym on a consistent basis. He wasn't consistent with anything. So, me and Haley, did we do the Reiki bell? Yeah. We did it in, like, November. Oh, babe, I know that shook. That shook some things babe, loose. I was a new woman. That was my second time... I think my second time getting a Reiki bath. And I, I shout out to Jennifer at Golden Temple because she was just dead on the head with everything with us. I wanted to have a baby. I wanted to have one with him. I remember saying, like, you know, I ain't on birth patrol. Then we ain't protected no more. I ain't got pregnant, you know. You think you want to get this check? Right. And I was like, you think you want to get that check out? No, it's something wrong with you. It's something wrong with you. And I'm like, you Okay. You didn't want that headache for the next forever. When I tell you I'm so thankful now. So, you know, at this point, I started getting up, getting hooked up with Ashley Harmon. Mm-hmm. Shout and out to her. Yes. Oh, my God. So, I had this dream one time. And I remember just I was telling her about it. And she was like, is trouble at home? And I was like, no. She was like, you, you in a mess up with somebody else? And I was like, no. I don't know why I had that dream. I've always been a dreamer. Mm-hmm. I can dream. I can feel. I can see. I just, that this whole discernment, I, that's me. But I was so blind to everything in my household. I could see everybody else stuff, but I couldn't see mine. And it was, now that I'm being honest, it was I didn't even say you couldn't see. see it. I didn't want to see it. Yeah, you didn't want to. I didn't want to. You kind of like turned your radar off to yeah, your I own bullshit. Place. For real. Oh, but in May 2020, <laughs> I started praying because my friends were making money. My friends around me, they was making money. And don't get me wrong, I was too a little bit. But every time I made the money, I never really seen it because I made sure his children was taken care of. When they came over, I would buy hundreds of dollars worth of groceries off the extra money I made either with either through Bitcoin or just me selling some hair grease. Because mm-hmm. I would make my own hair grease and stuff. And I would I would make five, eight hundred dollars in one little setting that I did. That's in one day. That's more than when I get paid an hour. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I would make that. And when I would make that, you know, you never really tell your mate what your finances is. And I was trying to keep stuff secret, but he was so dependent on me that I really could not. I was like, okay, this bill need to be due. Let me pay it. We stay here. I don't want this on my credit. Mm-hmm. Um, His child here, she don't have any shoes or clothes. Let's go to the store. I'm spending money on her. This is what's going to stay at the household with us, you know. um, Let me make sure it's snacks. Because, you know, kids, when they at home, they eat, 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 eat. So I tried to make sure everything was stopped. In May 2020, I started praying. I was like, look, I'm calling God. I'm calling I'm calling everybody. Because at this point, if he's not meant to be, I would say, God, send me somebody that's for me and all about me. And then I would also say, because I still want, I want ready to let go. Mm-hmm. So I would say, okay, God, if he for me, go ahead and mold him into the man I need him to be. Fights got worse. Cause you kept trying to make some fit. I kept fit. trying to fit it you in a box. Girl, listen. When you, when you in that point where you been with this person, it's like your ideal person. Like he had the looks to me. You know what I'm saying? We got along. When we were good, we were great. 
But when we were bad. Yeah, I was bad. We was fucking horrible. Yeah. May was my first turnaround. Um, I went to New Orleans with my aunt and a um, family. This lady will put a New Orleans bus trip together. Mm-hmm. Whole time I'm in New Orleans, it's in June. I miss you. I love you. We talk. I'm like, okay, I can't wait to get home to my mate. You know how that go? Can't wait to get home to my mate. The bus, his child was here for that weekend. So the money I had to go to New Orleans and spend, I know I spent at least 100 and, uh, 150 close to 200 out of my spending money mm-hmm. to make sure your child taken care of. Because you didn't have it like you should. Or you lied. Yeah, I mean, you seen where his money was going. Right, but then you, when I was out of town in New Orleans, you was partying. Mm-hmm. That's why he missed you. He wanted you to get the baby. Yeah. Girl. He needed his baby settled. But your mama kept this baby the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. And his mama showed favoritism, I say, between the two kids. Mm-hmm. One of the children is a princess, the cheerleader, the pretty girl, and the other one is just the ugly stepchild. Mm-hmm. So you know how to go. I ain't got to go in details with yeah. So I spent a lot of time with the youngest one because she was treated as the ugly, you know, stepchild. Mm-hmm. And so... She was here for that week or whatever or for the summer. And we were supposed to get her in summer programs. Never did. On my way, coming from New Orleans, the tire on the bus drive rotted as we're on the highway. So imagine. Well, you, Spirit was just showing me like Trying listen. to wake you up. And, and you I still. But I love my man. Right. Girl, you weren't sleep. You was taking sleep with me. Girl, <laughs> I, I wanted to be. I, and, and that's true. But the tire. Imagine being asleep on a bus and it's a bus full of folks mm-hmm. and the tire dry rider. You see stuff just flying across you. So I'm like, oh my God, we clenching the seat so hard. I'm like, am I going to make it out of this thing? You know? So I tell him, I said, look, I was supposed to be home. Maybe I think we was supposed to be home by five or six. I said, it's going to be a long night. I just call you when we in route. I'm going dead. We sitting out here in the hot sun because we in the uh Mississippi, mm-hmm. like, and it's not nobody you want to be stuck. Uh, okay, <laughs> okay. So we finally get on the bus, and we get on the new bus, and we get back home. We get back home. Plans had changed that my grandma was supposed to take my auntie home, but instead we had to. So I'm already frustrated about that. He was like, "You you don't think about nobody but your damn self," and I was like. What you mean? I can't help that this happened with the bus. My mama didn't call me telling me to come get my child. I'm like, that's in my head. Okay. Like, that's your responsibility. It ain't my child. Okay. That's your responsibility. As we driving in my car, because mm-hmm. at this point I got a 2021 car. I got a new car. Mm-hmm. As we driving, I turned up the radio because I was like, I just don't want to hear this. Yeah. I done had a good time in New Orleans. I don't want to hear this shit. Turn up the radio. He slapped my hand. You gonna turn up this radio for me? He jacking my car. Now we on the freeway and my car is jacking. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, I said, we can lose our life. You know what I'm saying? You're not gonna keep doing this. So I call his mom, who I always, every now and then, go and vent to. He mad because I told him, come get his child. I had his child all weekend. So, of course, in my brain, I'm already like, all oh, weekend? Mm-hmm. She didn't tell something she don't even know she tell him. But she always did that. Yeah. She always did that. And I was just like, I'm starting not to like you. 
this ain't working. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm keeping mind I'm in school, so I'm taking summer classes. And summer classes are about to, they were either, they had just started or were about to start. So, you know, you have your phone on Bluetooth, you can click private mode, and you can click the mode where it, you know what I'm saying, it kind of show where you at. So, mm-hmm. I click private mode, I'm on the phone, his mom, he can't call, oh, you must be on the phone, nothing, I'm like, no. His mom tell me, go in the house, go take you a shower, unwind, and don't say nothing to him. He gonna disrespect me, and I can't say nothing. And that's your advice to me. The pillows I bought. On my bed, you take them off and put them on the couch so you can lay on them. So I'm like, oh, hell no. You're going to give me mine. And mm-hmm. I'm getting this bed. So I got to snatch my pillows. Like, give me my pillows. You know, I'm in the house and give my pillows. We fight. Mm-hmm. That's where it started. He is drunk. I can smell the alcohol. He's sitting on my chest. I'm on the phone with his mama still. He's sitting on my chest. At this point, I'm in the middle of the flow, in the den. And my evil eye bracelet, mm-hmm. he broke it off my wrist. See, that's the devil right there. Okay. I'm screaming to his mama asking for help. My voice is starting to get lighter because this man's sitting on my chest. And now as he's sitting on my chest, he's punching me. I stay in Irondale. You stay right there by uh, St. Vincent's East, so it don't take you long to get to me. Mm-hmm. Never came. She on speakerphone calling his name saying, what is you doing? Stop, stop, stop. And I want to say, I can't remember if my parents knew or heard about it after the fact. But I think my parents end up coming to my rescue. Now they stay in Argo, close mm-hmm. to Argo. And my mom, I remember like a couple of days later, my mom was like, you sure this is what you want to do for the rest yeah. of your life? And I'm like, well, they went there bad. You know, I'm just trying to dumb the situation down. Haley didn't even know we was fighting like that. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, his mom called me and said you was on the you was on the phone screaming for help. And that's exactly how she said and she was like, I don't want nothing to happen to my child. Well, I got to come get you out of body bag or you don't need to be fighting like this and you work where you work it. Yeah. How you gonna advocate for somebody else and you basically get your ass beat. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, nah, I fight back. I fight him back. I fight back. And but she it ain't like, supposed to be like It's that. not. And so, I remember before that incident in February, I told him, I was like, you been, it was Super Bowl weekend, you know, we're both queries, so you can do the math. We thought mm-hmm. it was a part. And I remember saying like, you don't need to go out nowhere and you don't need to go and drink anymore because you already drunk. We got to fight that night. You locked me outside of our own apartment. Did you pay the bills at? I had to knock on the neighbor's door, ask for his phone in the middle of the night mm-hmm. to call my parents. It's cold. I'm sitting in my car with no phone. You done went through my phone. You on the phone with your homeboys. You basically belittled me in front of everybody. My parents came. And had to beat on the door to tell you to let me in. I'm so embarrassed because you know in a apartment you don't know who here what. Mm, you don't know why else be thin. Right. So I'm like, oh my god. June, we had that fight, and I made. I said I don't want to fight. I remember telling him I was like, I don't want to fight like that ever again because 
You had no control. You couldn't get off me. August came. We were good in July because I ended up getting sick and I stayed sick for a while mm-hmm. in July. Thank RSV was going around and I had it. Mm-hmm. Where I work at, you come in contact with so many people, you got to always be up on your vitamins and your sea moss and all that good stuff. August came. I had just started school. I was getting ready to start school. I'm sorry. My friend had a birthday thing, and we always go to Atlanta. So I'm looking forward to go. I couldn't go because finances, and I had COVID the last year. Mm-hmm. So this year, I'm like, I'm going. I had my money saved. I was, I paid for my part of the trip. I'm ready. We having a good time. The whole time I'm there, he had, he didn't want to talk to me. It was just like I felt alone. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, I'm having a good time in Atlanta, but you know, every now and then you want to call and check with your mate. Just see what's going on, how they doing. He didn't want to talk to me. And I started feeling, feeling it then. When I got back, it was a bill that was due, and I think it was a power bill. And I said, hey, the power bill, dude, I just came back from out of town. You think you could just cover it? You been out of town. Nobody tell you to go out of town. I ain't got the money for it. I pay all the bills. That's what I said. You pay one month. That doesn't equal up to all the other months I paid. Mm-hmm. And you can't help me. I can't go out of town and enjoy myself and come back and we just be a team. Mm-hmm. His mama asked me then. She said, why are you still with him? I said, I love him. I love him. Now, from May up until August, at some point I had stopped praying because I was like, nothing's working. And I really wasn't ready to let him go. So at this point, I started getting, I think Ashley had made me the chakra waist beats. Mm-hmm. And I wore that and I started, it's like I started evolving a little bit. I started dreaming. I just started getting to a place, you know, me and Haley was, we were having cousin dates. We One of my favorite pictures when we went out to ride the scooters, we were having cousin dates. We were just doing different little things. Haley was going through her own battles, and we were just able to lean on each other. Mm-hmm. So that was always beneficial for me. Um, my caseload started back getting hectic. Mind you, I'm still kind of not handling my business at work like I'm supposed to. I remember one morning I was getting ready to go to work. He had some issue because he had an issue because I went to bed early. And we got into it. And that morning I was getting up. I'm boiling me an egg. At this time, me and Haley was drinking a gallon of the water and doing milkshakes, I think, or smoothies. And he was like, you making all that effing noise on purpose. I'm on the phone with my daddy. I said, okay. So I remember we... He started being disrespectful, like, this don't make no effing sense. I can't sleep in peace, da-da-da. I'm like, I'm not trying to wake you up. I had the TV on. I had the blinds. Like, I'm always, how y'all got your blinds open? I'm mm-hmm. always that girl. Open the blinds, let the sun in. You know, this is just signifies to me a new day, new beginning. And I was starting getting heavy, heavy, heavy into my spirituality. Like, I'm hanging with people just like like me. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I'm starting to evolve around me. And he was like, you making all this noise? I'm supposed to go to work to help on a case that was, like, kind of in a crisis mode. We get into it. Yeah, I was like, you need to, you know, of course, I'm throwing up stuff like, you need to take care of your kids. And you ain't doing Because I'm frustrated. I've been holding stuff in. Every time we get into it, we always throwing jabs at each other. And it wasn't okay, even, even on my end. 
Mm-hmm. And he was like, you sound like a DHR hoe. You sound like this. You don't never have my back. I'm like, I don't have your back when I'm telling you to do right so you can get blessed. Yeah. I don't have your back. Girl, I'm on the phone with my daddy. We fight. Fighting. He on my chest again. Y'all, I had just got a shower. He on my chest. I'm butt booty naked and I cannot breathe. And I'm like, Lord, I can't breathe and I'm panicking. You know, I don't even have strength to keep fighting you and you still doing that. That was in September. And I said, you know what? I'm tired. Throughout our relationship, it's been nothing but disrespect. You know, belittling me in front of your homeboys, making me look bad. Your mama talking about me at one point. Her friends talking about me. Some people telling me I need to let you go. And I'm trying to be this girl like, me and him can look back at this and say we overcame. But I'm the one growing and you're not. So I hadn't already told him, you know, like I'm depressed and this and that. I'm telling him that, but he's not listening to it. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't come to make things better. And everything that you're saying, it it really speaks to a testament of the universe trying to show you your self-worth. And you just keep it And you just kept accepting the bare minimum. Kept accepting the bare minimum. Absolutely. And it's like, no, you deserve so much more. Right. And that's when I sold my furniture. September 1st, I sold my furniture. My prayer came back. Um, one day, the Alabama football game was on. He was like, let's go to my cousin's house. I had just got out of class, came home, being a sway, mm-hmm. cooking, make sure me, you, and your daughter eat. And I was like, I'm going to lay down for a little bit because I just, I was depressed and I wasn't feeling them. Like, I'm trying to get in the groove of school. I'm not just getting my undergrad degree no more. I'm getting my master's, so you got to come with your A game. Yeah. It's fast paced. And I was like, okay, Whatever. I put on a t-shirt and some jeans. He didn't like it. You ain't gonna do nothing to your hair. You ain't gonna put on no more clothes. I said to go sit in somebody's basement. I got to go put on dress up. To go sit in somebody's basement. And you already know that I'm depressed. He left me there. And he sent me a message. He said we might as well be in an open relationship. Because you can't never do nothing with me. And I'm like the reason I could never do nothing with you. When it comes down to your folks. Because you dogged them out. Mm-hmm. You said they weren't nothing but Christians. You don't hang with them like that. They don't really deal with you like that. You don't deal with them like that. You you really hang more with my folks. But then when I started buying you my folks stuff, and then your mama say, hey, why y'all can't never come to mind? That's when it's a problem. Mm-hmm. It was like a mixture of him being immature, disrespectful, and then if somebody else says something to him, he can easily change his feelings towards me. So I was, I was always in a losing battle. So, when he told me that, it was like something in my spirit didn't sit right. I said, well, if you want to see other people, do so. Because mm-hmm. that, I feel like the cheating and the infidelity was going on the mm-hmm. whole time. But he got to the point where he was like, you know what, I'm going to be bold. Let me just slide Let me this say, in here to see what she say. Oh, baby, he had to be bold. Because how I know things kind of fell in place in its divine order because two weeks before that incident, I had a dream. And my ex was in one picture and another guy and I couldn't see his face and he was like, you just give me a chance, I'll make it worth your while. I woke up and I was like, Lord, I just had a dream on the side of this man. This is my man, I had a dream. And you know, it's somebody else. The next night I had a repeat of that dream, but I chose the other guy. 
And you know dreams do not repeat. Honey, I was so happy in that dream. It was like a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. So September 26th was when all that stuff happened where he told me to be in an open relationship. He didn't come home until 5 o'clock that morning. And out of nights so or mornings when he was coming in like that, Tristan would leave. He was out doing his thing. He right. wasn't no home. I walked the floor plenty of times in an apartment and just cried like, do I really desire this? I asked that question. By this time, September 2021, I knew that I wasn't going to be married. Mm-hmm. I knew that I wasn't going to be married to him. I knew the life I wanted, but I knew the life I couldn't get with him. Yeah. So I had finally got to a point where I was coming to terms with things. And then, of course, you know, I'm in a healing group with Ashley. I got my stones. I'm starting to write down stuff. And it's funny because I go back and look at my journal while I wrote down manifesting to be a wife. Mm-hmm. Manifesting a house. You know, home ownership. And then I started getting to a point where I'm back paying off my credit cards. I'm getting to a stable point, but I'm I'm still unhappy because I'm in this situation that has not broken yet. Mm-hmm. So you, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. With um, situations like this, we typically can trace it back to like either early adulthood or childhood or something like that. So what happened to you in your life that allowed you to accept so much off of him because it don't sound like it right. started with your parents right i will say to a degree it did mm-hmm. um only because i was always in a two-parent household mm-hmm. so i watched my mom and daddy go through struggles together mm-hmm. i watched my mama deal with my daddy sometimes when he didn't do right Mm-hmm. You know, so of course I'm like, I see my mama fight for these. I'm gonna fight. Yeah. You know, and then seeing other people that's married around me, and this is what I want. They're fighting through stuff. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't married. Yeah. So I compartmentalized. I put things in a compartment that benefited me. Yeah. So that's really where mine came from. I did it to benefit me. Um. And in the end, it wasn't no benefiting. Yep. But September 26 set me free. He came in doing a little thing with his gun. I sat up in the bed just as bold and I said, I'm not fighting with you tonight or this morning. I'm not doing all that. I'm done. I said it out of my mouth. And girl, he, I had to call the police. They get the police involved because he was acting up. They put him in handcuffs. They could have arrested him. Mm-hmm. Let alone they could have killed him. Mm-hmm. You know they went after yeah, the I mean, they came to my house. Come on now. And his mom got there. I'm in school. He threw my laptop like a frisbee, my MacBook. So my screen was broken. I had to go a couple of weeks without, you know, doing my schoolwork. And I'm like, Lord, I may be behind, you know, stuff like that. Just reflecting that day that he did all that and the day I decided to leave. I had been telling my daddy like a month before I was tired. Mm -hmm. I said, Dad, I'm tired. I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of you know, trying to get him to apologize to my parents. You almost got me kicked out the club on my birthday when we went together because you wanted to argue with my auntie. You called my auntie out her name. You know, I've been bitches and hoes. My auntie been bitches and hoes. Let alone, you probably called my mama then. You and your mama had a club meeting about my folks. Your mama friend and called my mama to tell us about how you with another girl at a shy house and how you said you had option A and option B. That's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Let alone your mama know. Yeah. So, I stayed through a lot of stuff, but when I walked away, I said, I got to let this go. 
and that's when my healing journey started it started that day and honestly i feel like i healed so quickly from it because as you know now i'm i am engaged as mm-hmm. of february 13th congratulations right so down to the the healing part for me ashley had us in this group and she said i want to make some spiritual baths and she's like, it was just on her heart. All of us had something that we was going through. My cousin was in a relationship. Did not hate it, y'all. But my cousin was in a relationship with... Right. She was in a relationship where she felt like the guy wouldn't leave her alone. Um, my... Some other women were in these, like, toxic relationships. Just felt like we were down. When I first... When me and this guy first broke up, I felt broken. I feel like I went through all the grievance process within a week time frame. Mm-hmm. I was depressed. I didn't want to go to work. I didn't go to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was angry. And then I stayed at that point. And then I was kind of, I wouldn't say I was, I never went through the denial phase. Because I knew how I'd been treated over five years. I knew how I was being handled. And I just knew it was a time for a change. September 26th, everything happened. I just started getting blessed. I started getting extra money in my account. I was able to travel. I don't know if you we were Facebook friends before then, but yeah, if you, seen- you actually came up for me as you were going through your healing. I think like the first major post I saw was um I think you went on like a trip. Mm-hmm. It was just like you had fun. You oh, had yeah. like the leopard print swimsuit oh yeah yeah you just look like you were having so much fun i was on the yacht um i did my spiritual bath ashley gave me a recall prayer i prayed and i started to write Mm -hmm. you know i started becoming with i had got to the point i was like i don't want to be in a relationship and i'm going out on thursday i'm going out friday and said i mean i was having a good time October the 3rd is when John inboxed me. And he said, listen, you just take my breath away. And it pricked my heart. Mm-hmm. It is so funny because it was like, here this man go. He's so consistent. You know, he he been like me since I was 15. I have friends on him multiple times. And someone was like, just give him a chance. I'm like, nah, I just said I don't want to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So I had made that clear to him. Like, look, I don't want to be in a relationship. I had bought me a toy because I was like, I'm not finna sleep around with multiple people. I'm just gonna focus on me, mm-hmm. healing me from the inside out. I went to Atlanta, to Houston, to Miami, to Florida, all every two weeks. Every two weeks I was traveling and I was having a damn ball. You know, I was with my cousin having a good time. Um it, it started getting easier, you know, mm-hmm. like I started accepting, you know, a lady told me, she said, you going to block your blessings if you keep trying to do this like a production show. Because I was like, I don't want to jump into a relationship with John because I don't want people to think I've been talking to him while I was talking to D. Now I don't want people to think that like, I, I feel like I'm over him. And yeah. it was scaring me how fast my healing process was happening. Because like, in reality, mentally, it sounded like you had yeah, checked out a long time ago. Yeah. You just was going through the motions because you were so worried about that outside validation and what other people thought about you. Mm-hmm. When at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is what you think about yourself, yourself. What you can live with and, you know, what reflects back at you when you look in that mirror. And you absolutely right because... 
I used to tell John, I was like, we're not going to be in a relationship just yet. Haley knew about John from the beginning. And I was like, girl, listen, let me tell you, you know, it was so, I was so excited because this guy, y'all, <laughs> by the time, so October 3rd, we didn't miss a conversation, a FaceTime, nothing. When I started hanging out at his house, right before, I want to say right before class, I had a key to his apartment. I can come and go as I please. And I'm like, wait a minute, men don't do this. Not mm -hmm. in Alabama, they don't, you know, they, it's a bachelor pad. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this is already different. He used to tell me, I'm going to stop telling you that I want you and I want this to work. And I'm going to start showing you. Baby, the more he applied pressure, the more my guard started to come down. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm like, I know what I don't want to deal with, you know. And I had got a reading done. The lady told me, your healing doesn't come from you just being alone. Your healing's going to come when you take those tools that you have and apply to your new relationship. Because you know what you're not going to deal with, how long you're not going to deal with. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, you can put your guard, you can put your, you know, your boundaries out there. And John allowed me to... Heal. One thing that I respect him the most for is because I was able to open up a little bit about stuff that I went through, but I was also able to say, hey, listen, before we get together, I got to heal. He was like, cool, let's heal together. Everything mm -hmm. was, if you don't want to do it by yourself, I'm here. Yeah. Everything was, I don't want to be him. I'm here to show you this is what I want. I'm like, so... You know, it, it just start, started feeling like a dream. I knew he was going to propose. I used to have that little feeling in my, you know, like people say, you know, from getting, I used to have that feeling. I'm like, but wait a minute. It's <laughs> too fast for your girl. So, I. And I don't think too fast. It's really, a statement. Yeah, like, <laughs> who's to say? We do. Yeah, like, there's no limit. We are always. One thing I can say about us African Americans, we are so concerned with our own community that we forget about ourselves. Yeah, it's like whatever it is. Yeah, it's whatever you yeah. want. And if you decide on day one, this is my person and I want to spend the rest of my life with them, then that's, that's completely fine. I dropped 17 pounds when I got that relationship. 17. I'm like, what? 17 pounds. And I'm still dropping weight now, but it was just. From me going through what I went through through all that time frame up until now, you know, I thank God for the spiritual bed. I thank God for just prayers because some people don't make it out. Mm -hmm. And I thought about, I was like, if I stayed a little bit longer, would I have, would I have Cause died? Because think about the next time he would have sat on your chest, that would have been the last time. Right, and all his body weight on me. Yeah. So I'm like, I thank God for that, you know. Um So the only thing I think about now is like, why I didn't give John a chance? When he asked for, because I probably been married with kids by now, but but like you said, you wasn't you wasn't ready, and you had to go through that for moments like this, so you can tell somebody else get out when the flags start going off the first time. The don't very first. Don't I wait mean, till you one, two, three. If if flags go off within two months, go, get out. Go. Don't excuse anything. Yeah, two weeks. A day. Peace. A day. Because <laughs> it don't get better. It gets worse. And worse can literally be your well, life. Yeah. And I tell, like, I have a cousin. She just turned 16. And my thing is for her is the biggest thing that you need to pay attention to is true. Pay attention to how they treat women. Mm -hmm. You know, when John was getting ready to date me, 
He went and asked his sister because me and his sister is friends. Mm-hmm. He asked his sister for permission. And I'm thinking to myself, like, why you ask for permission to date me? It's me and your business. But I get it's a respect thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't anything that I'm asking for. It wasn't hard. You know, when I come home, the little things that he do really can help me let go of the stress from work. You know, he helps. He's very, tell me about your day. Tell me what's going on. He's very concerned. And it's to the point. Now, it's funny. You know how things are start, are supposed to be in in order or in this way because people come out of the woodworks. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day, he was this person. You know, back in the day, Jonica was this person. Or Jonica, you don't know that don't matter. What that he matter. was, and I'm saying this on your podcast, what he was or what I was before us. It don't matter. It don't have nothing to do with the Because we had to grow to become the people that we are now. And yeah. we're going to continue to grow. So the Jonica that you are today, that's not the Jonica you're going to be tomorrow or every day forward. We we all constantly growing. Right. We constantly evolving. Right. It don't matter. And and I, I, one thing I do want to tell people, when you leave in a relationship, leave it. Don't go back. I had my healing process to me had kind of slowed down at one point before I started dating John because people would come back and tell me what he posts. Mm-hmm. People would come back and say what and he And them said. them type of people you gotta and cut off. Because yeah. if you if you know I'm trying to get out of something and you comfortable enough to keep stirring the pot and sucking me back in, you not for me. Mm-hmm. And I gotta cut you out too. And if I look, let me look on my own. Yeah. Because I'm ready then when I yeah. look on my own. But now what you come to tell me, he said this about you. He said, ain't nobody gonna marry you. Like, he was on social media. It was funny. Like, two days before John proposed. Mm-hmm. You, you seen what he said? I was like... I don't care, but then somebody just felt like it was just, I need to let you know what they what he mm-hmm. said. And I, was, I laughed it off, like, if okay. John don't propose him, pro- I ain't know this man was going to propose Super Bowl weekend. I ain't know that. I knew it was coming because he's, he's to say stuff like, you know, when we made the official, I see this for the rest of my life. It wasn't just, I'm talking about the shit you up. Mm-hmm. It's, this is what I'm telling you. And I told John, I was and like, think I about all like, that stuff that you were. Uh, Hoping that your ex would do even the speech. Mm-hmm. This man came and it was just he you didn't even have to put forth the effort. Ask for nothing. Yeah. When I say nothing, if I don't want to take a bath and he want to bathe me, I don't have to ask for it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's really and, and that's just me throwing something out there, but it's really look at how far I've came mm-hmm. and your healing process. For the right person will happen just as fast as mine did. Yeah. Mine's happened within a couple of days, but I I did make the decision to stay firm to be friends until I was ready to date again. You know, I went through a lot, and I wouldn't say I have trauma from that, but this past relationship that I had with him is something that I always hold. Not not hold on to in a negative light, but it's always be a reflection of what I don't want to do again. Mm-hmm. You know, if that makes sense. Like, and it's a it's a testament to relationships on all levels. It's not even just you know romantic relationships. It make you look at friendships too, because you mm-hmm. know friendships can become abusive. Even relationships with the in laws, like you don't want that type it's of dynamic that you know you had with his mom. Right. It's just I, all the way around. And my only regret is holding this from my friends and family. Holding, you know, the domestic violence that we went through. I would tell little stories, but not enough to be like, 
he sat on my chest. Mm-hmm. My friends didn't know that. You know, because trust and believe, they probably would have hurt that man. Oh, my best friend Jasmine, she's the one that'll pull up, and my friend Didi, them are two crazy cats. I'm telling, don't 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 mess with them. But imagine I'm with my cousin every day. Mm-hmm. We stay around the corner from each other, so it was easy for us to pull up and do little stuff, and she didn't know it. Yeah, I walk outside with a smile on my face. I've always been known to wear a smile. But the fact that I hear this, and then even when I started to tell my daddy as I got a relationship, my daddy was having chest pains. Because it was just so much. You know, and I'm like, I don't want my dad to pass away because I can't leave somebody alone mm-hmm. like that. That right there, and I'm a daddy's girl. That hurts. And for me to tell him that, and he was like, it's really nothing I could do about it at this point. You gone. Yeah. It hurts because... If I was the reason my daddy would have passed by, I would have never been able to live with myself. You know, my mama always worried about me. And worry and stress could be could kill you. Mm-hmm. But I'm over there depressed myself, so I won't worry about nobody but myself. Yeah. You know? I love I love my friends who are so supportive of my relationship now. You know? I feel like I've got rid of the people that I need to. And I still got some more people to get rid of. Because, you know, now I'm planning the wedding. People going to drop life flies. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Baby, weddings and, and babies. You going to figure out who who. You going to figure yes, it out ma'am. real, real quick. Yeah. But I am so glad that you finally were able to get yourself out of that situation. And, you know, it's easy for people to say, well, why did you allow that to happen? But until you actually go through right. it and you in it. You don't know what you would do. Woulda, coulda, shoulda just don't work unless you actually going through yeah. it. And I'm glad that you were able to get out. And then you ultimately were rewarded with the person you was right. looking for the whole time. Child, I should have been gay. This boy chance at 15. But I think about it now. Maybe if I gave him a chance when he first liked me, when I first liked him, we weren't ready for each other. Yeah, too. y'all had to grow we to who y'all to needed to be. Because now if I got a problem... I'm coming to him like, listen, this is my problem. We gonna need to fix it or we not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even have to say we now. I don't have to threaten him at all. But I can come to him and we can communicate. You know, in the beginning with me dating him, I was still, you know, de... How can you put that word? Just trying to debrief or de-compartment up. Just trying to let it go mm-hmm. of my toxic ways because he would say... I don't like this, and this is how I feel. And I'm expecting an argument. Yeah. I was expecting it. Like, I'm ready. I, I'm sitting here ready for us to argue. I'm not going to I just had to say what I need to say. Yeah. How it's supposed to be. And I was he like, said what he say. You say what y'all say. Y'all come up with a solution, yes. and then that's it. I was like, we ain't finna throw blood. We ain't finna argue. And I'm like, that is horrible. I think that way. You know? And I really, I just appreciate him so much for being so patient. Mm-hmm. So patient during that time frame. Because... I mean, another guy probably like, this girl crazy. <laughs> I'm going to leave her alone. I can yeah. honestly say from personal experience, it takes for the right person to be willing to go through that healing with mm-hmm. you. Because like you, I was blessed to be able to have my person after coming out of my toxicity I that helped me. you telling me that on the phone. Yes. Yes. That helped me work through it. So... You know, for a lot of people, they have to come out of the situation. They have to be alone. But most of us, we're fortunate enough to find that person. And then we go through it together. And, and see, I was always one of the people. I could go places by myself. You know, 
I could do this and that by myself. I was, I'm the only child. Mm -hmm. You know, I do have a brother, but mainly in my house, I was the only child. So it went hard for me to be by myself. The thing was missing that person that you was with so long and having that companionship. But when I left this last relationship, I didn't didn't want nothing. Mm -hmm. I was just like, when Ashley wrote me, I said, Ashley, I'm broken. Yeah. That was the first person I kind of talked to. And it was like spirit just led her to talk to me because I was like, I'm broke. I don't know when I'm going to get over this. That was the very, like, next day. Mm-hmm. I was broke. I slept for a long time, though. I slept. You needed that rest. I mean, you hadn't rested in years. Mm-hmm. Like, all the stuff that you went through, the constantly working, the putting yourself through school the whole time, fighting, Doing day to day life, then working in your field, like you were exhausted. exhausted all the way around. Now I'm like, I go tell my fiance, I'm like, listen, we're kicking my behind. He's like, what you want? You want some wine? You want you want a bath? <laughs> I'm like, what? Do you do all this? People do this in real life. Yeah. Cause I be feeling like I want to move this. <laughs> and I just want listeners to know, like, if anybody is going through a similar situation, don't hold on to people because of history. History will have you out here looking crazy. And like Jonica said, it can even have you ending up in a body bag. When a person show you who they are, believe them the first time. Don't they wait till the second you. or the third time. And please, if y'all feel comfortable, reach out to Jonica. Like, this is what she do. So please feel free to reach out to her. And y'all know y'all can always reach out to Heal and Talk because we here for y'all. Most definitely. Most definitely. And I really I thank you for having this conversation with us. And um, let the listeners know where they can find you. Well, <laughs> I can be found on Facebook. My um, Facebook name is Janae, Y-O-N-A-Y, Perry, P-E-R-R-Y. I mean, yeah, P-E-R-R-Y. And I think that's my main source right now as far as where they can inbox me, um, if they're going through anything and just check and then I'll get them my personal number if I need to just be on the phone. Sometimes I'll be up early in the morning and sometimes I'll be up late at night. You just never know. Just inbox me. Yes. So, y'all, please know if you're listening to this podcast, you are never alone and there are resources out here for you. And we thank you again for listening to another episode of Healing Talk. I love y'all and I'll talk to y'all next week.